Big Issues, Big Names, an interview every month. It's Not That Simple, a podcast from Francisco Manuel dos Santos Foundation. We are back for another episode of It's Not That Simple from the Francisco Manuel dos Santos Foundation. Today's topic is corruption, a fascinating topic that is going to be broken down by one of the world experts, Donatella Della Porta. She's Italian, she's a researcher, a professor at the Scuola Normale Superiore in, in Florence and has dedicated great part of her life and career to exploring corruption and what can be done to stop it. So it's an absolute pleasure to have her with us now. Throughout history, and especially now as well, when uh, fortunately sometimes we feel we're getting uh, some work done on dealing with corruption, and then other times it feels like corruption is getting the best of us. So let's start the conversation and an introductory question. Why is this topic, corruption, not that simple in your view? There are several reasons, but the most important is corrupt politicians are often quite powerful, and so it is difficult to investigate. They tend to increase their power through corruptions. And additionally, this means that uh, uh, the more widespread corruption is, uh, the least uh, easy it is to investigate from uh, the sides of judges and so on. So uh, the, the power themselves uh, of uh, uh, corruptions means that uh, political institutions are transformed, uh, checks and balances are weakened. And this also means for us as scholars that it is difficult to collect the reliable statistics. So either we have to rely upon uh, impressions and reputations of the different countries, or uh, we have to look inside the uh, single uh, cases in order to try to understand the rules of corruptions and through this, how much corruption is widespread. Okay, perfect. So the stage is set for our, our discussion. I think it would be valuable for our viewers to break down a little bit the different types of corruption because it's a word that uh, uh, is so general and obviously you're an expert in this, uh, in this topic and have dedicated uh, a lot of time to exploring it, to researching it. Can we break down the different kinds of corruption and, and where we find it present, whether it's with governments or in the private sector as well? We usually consider uh, corruption as an exchange of uh, favor for money. Uh, one of the difficulties in uh, comparative research is that different uh, legal systems define corruptions in different ways. What also we found analyzing corruptions is that uh, types of corruption can be very different. They can be very different in terms of the amount of resources. So we have petty uh, corruption uh, and we have grand corruption. They tend to be different in terms of the spreading. You can have occasional forms of corruption, but you can uh, also have, uh, and this is the one I've studied most, systematic forms of corruption, when uh, corruption spreads in different uh, uh, systems. Differences about corruptions are also related with uh, the uh, moment in which it happens. So it can happen in the moment of uh, a bid, uh, when uh, uh, public officials decide who should get money, 
or it can happen also in the moment of controlling how money uh, is used. But I, uh, of course, it can be public, can be private, but I think one element is extremely interesting. So corruption is a crime that tend to remain quite hidden because uh, it has no, often no direct victims. So what we uh, found is that uh, most of the firms who pay bribes have an interest in doing so. So they are not usually taking it out of their profits, but they develop um, collusive uh, type of relationship with uh, uh, public administrators. This uh, also uh, implies that there is a network of corruptions that tend to spread, but it needs some forms of governance. And another difference that is relevant to understand is uh, that, uh, that forms of corruptions can change according to which actors uh, intervene in order to implement the corrupted changes. So in the past, many forms of visible corruptions were steered or controlled uh, through political parties mm -hmm. or party, uh, bosses. Uh, but you can also have a corruption that is uh, controlled, managed uh, by firms, uh, cartels of firms, for instance, is very common. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have corruptions that is uh, um, managed by mediators, brokers of different types, including organized crime. Uh, you can have uh, so uh, also different um, uh, forms of organizations according to all these different. So it is also one of the difficulties in studying corruptions uh, is that all these forms tend to have, um, at least in part, different causes and also different potential solutions, the type of interventions uh, for uh, uh, investigating petty crimes is different than the ones uh, uh, that needs to be used when uh, uh, controlling grand corruption. And, uh, uh, and so it is important uh, to understand the differences, but also then to see how the different forms are often related uh, with one another. Okay, that, that, that's clear. Um, you've been obviously studying this, this topic for, for several decades. I have a, I have a question which uh, um, uh, goes into three, three different areas. And, but we'll try to break it down so it makes sense. The first is, do you think that throughout your life and career, the world has become more corrupt or less corrupt? Do you think enough processes, enough checks and balances are being worked on and put into place? And then as, as, a, final, as a final part to this question, do you think that the, the big challenge about studying and exposing corruption is that normally you're going up against very powerful people, as you, as you touched on. So... The, the, the danger that exists in, in, in trying to expose this corruption is actually quite high and, uh, and can affect the success of, 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 of exposing it. Uh, yes, so to answer to the questions, <laughs> did I take a, a reduction of corruptions? I would say, unfortunately not. There was okay. a moment in which, especially in Italy after the so-called clean end investigations that exposed a huge amount of corruption and very systematic one uh, in 1992 in Italy. 
that exposing corruption uh, could produce a sort of renewal reform of the system. Uh, but unfortunately, this was not true. What we saw was some changes uh, in the uh, main actors that uh, uh, um, re regulated uh, the uh, corrupt exchange. So we saw that some parties became less powerful, but that uh, most hidden, uh, more hidden actors became uh, more powerful in these exchanges. Um, for instance, uh, there was uh, um, less party corruption, but more corruption involving public administration. What we, um, what I would also say is that recent change, uh, the uh, continuous series of crises that we have been living through uh, since the beginning of the millennium, have uh, developed conditions under which corruptions tend to spread. Uh, one of these uh, elements is the so-called uh, democratic backlash uh, or democrat democratic backsliding. Mm -hmm. So the uh, reduction of democratic qualities in many states and, uh, and uh, uh, reductions say, of, of the independence of the uh, uh, judiciary and of the independence of the press, which are uh, important actors. Uh, in controlling corruptions uh, when they have uh, possibility to do so. Uh, another type of changes that have uh, indirectly favored corruptions has been related with uh, the wave of deregulations and privatization uh, of several um, public uh, enterprises, which have reduced the capacity of the judges to investigate and have reduced yeah. the rules of the a third element that I think also affected an increase in corruption is uh, the reduction of what has been called the retrenchment of the welfare state. Why so? Because uh, uh, retrenchment of social rights in many countries means uh, citizens are weaker in uh, demanding what uh, should be uh, um, their rights. And so they are more uh, able or they are pushed to pay uh, for uh, um, uh, finding ways to get what they need. So I think that all these uh, changes put together had, have implied less transparencies, less capacity uh, to fight corruptions, and also uh, made more difficult for uh, the sets of um, uh, actors that are usually important uh, in order to control corruptions to intervene. And we see it in some developments like the uh, presence of more and more oligarchic uh, regimes, uh, more and more people that, uh, contrary-wise to what should happen in democracy, uh, tend to accumulate political and economic power. Uh, we thought that only Italy and a few other developing uh, countries had um, politicians like Silvio Berlusconi, that is politicians that had at the same time uh, large um, uh, economic power and large political power, control on the press and so on. But what we discovered with a series of scandals in many other countries was that this type of developments against uh, previous expanding of democratic regimes, which meant more pluralistic elite, uh, 
uh, as in, instead produced a, a sort of oligarchy in which political and economic power tend to overlap. Okay. Um... Obviously, it makes sense, and, and I believe you, you, you mentioned this in your last answer as well, that the more uh, 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 democratic processes that, that exist and, and, and the more the power is, is shared, the, the greater the chances of, of dealing successfully with corruption. Uh, and the more autocratic a state is, the more threats there are. So my question is, how worried are you when many of the superpowers have quite autocratic states, whether it be China, whether it be Russia, whether it be India, whether it be Brazil. I mean, these are all very powerful nations. And we could add the United States a few years ago when we had Donald Trump there as well, right? So how worried are you? And, and, and what is the way to try to contain and control possible threats of corruption in these such powerful states? Well, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> yeah. In the sense that uh, what we see is a trend uh, in which uh, um, sort of vicious cycle, uh, the more corrupt institutional politics it is, uh, the least uh, is uh, uh, easy to mobilize counter uh, resources, also in terms of um, honest politicians, uh, um, widespread commitment uh, to political institutions and so on. This uh, what we saw also very clearly in Italy when the uh, political class appears as corrupt, um, people tend to retreat from politics. Of course, there are moments in which there have been rebellions in the name of uh, uh, cleaning up uh, the uh, um, political class, cleaning up uh, uh, corrupt institutions, but in many cases also uh, the effect of discovering cases of corruptions is that people try to find um, a way to solve issues at the individual uh, level. And uh, uh, what we saw is that uh, this is uh, in a sort of vicious circles, as I mentioned, tend to increase the number of people that uh, get into politics uh, as a way to become richer rather than uh, a way to serve uh, uh, public goods and so on. And uh, all the cases you mentioned, including uh, the United States, are cases in which, uh, uh, as uh, in the 18th century, uh, uh, what we see is that uh, uh, money is important uh, for politics and vice versa. Uh, and that's uh, people like Trump, like people uh, like Berlusconi, uh, come to politics not only with their own resources, but also with the in intentions to draw from politics uh, resources that can enrich them. Uh, and they come with uh, a power uh, that is also steered by their control on the media, which is particularly relevant. So uh, how to address the issues is not easy uh, because it implies the attempt to reconstitute public spheres. Uh, we have a lot of them. We have a lot of uh, um, civil initiatives to, uh, for instance, develop sort of uh, uh, monitoring uh, of uh, political uh, uh, institutions from below. Uh, 
Uh, we have seen a multiplication of these. We have seen a use of social media also to empower this type of control. Uh, but we have seen also the opposite. So uh, each uh, new instrument that can be used to control corruptions is an instrument that polit corrupt politicians can also use for their own uh, advantage. Uh, and so I think that uh, devising, uh, in singling out solutions for such a complex development of corrupt politics uh, is also made difficult by the fact that we find uh, more and more uh, uh, globalizations of corruptions, uh, more and more um, uh, uh, development of uh, um, intransparent type of institutions. If we think about financializations and uh, offshore societies, and we think about scandals like the Panama Papers, they told us how many uh, countries had important politicians involved in this uh, uh, type of uh, um, corrupt exchanges. We, uh, we know that it is not something that can be uh, addressed at the level of a single nation. It's uh, a, a much uh, broader global problem. Uh, and to find uh, a solution to global problems is always uh, difficult, especially in a situations of uh, hyper-marketization uh, privatizations uh, and uh, face to the weakness of international law. It uh, is also an issue in many cases. Uh, uh, financializations and globalizations of corruptions meant uh, that many um, cases that were discovered and pursued by uh, uh, judges at national level were stopped by the difficulties of investigating uh, um, at transnational level. I know that you've been quoted in, in various articles when discussing uh, the exposure of some some uh, 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 corrupt corrupt processes, and whether it be with with Brazil or or, or in in the in the Operation Car Wash, uh, uh, and and you talk about the importance of the ju the judiciary really remaining independent and having an opportunity to be uh, 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 credible and not be influenced by anyone or or, or anything. Um, when you see certain cases of uh, um, uh, judges, lawyers being bought off in uh, 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 several countries or in se several cultures, I did want to ask you about the, the, the motivations of whistleblowers, because if you talk about people who are researching and are then trying to expose corruptions, they think, okay, I have a huge risk here that I'm exposing myself when trying to blow the whistle on these corrupt processes. And then I know I'm right. I know I've got the facts. I know I've got the information. But then if nobody does anything with it, it's a lose-lose situation, right? So how do you describe this process of finding a, a, a corruption and then revealing it and depending on a ju judiciary system that, the, that can then do its job and, and, and charge people? This is a, a most delicate issue, in fact, because uh, uh, it links with what I was mentioning in the beginning. Corruption is a crime uh, in which there is no direct, immediately visible victim. The victims are all of us because corruption uh, makes uh, uh, public services uh, more expensive and uh, 
decreases the qualities, but it is not uh, like uh, stealing when uh, you are directly affected uh, as a victim and so you denounce it. Uh, and this is also related with the fact that corruptions tend to be, when it is systematic, tend to penetrate uh, uh, entire um, uh, areas of the public administrations. And so making the discovering from inside more and more uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. It's not just a few corruption, but also uh, often is uh, entire departments that are corrupted or entire sectors mm -hmm. like uh, in sectors, the health system and so on. And so in these cases, one needs to rely upon the occasional honest uh, um, members of these institutions if to uh, give uh, hope to these persons, because uh, uh, of course you are more um, uh, keen uh, on taking risks if you think that uh, uh, someone will intervene in your favor. Mm -hmm. You need them, but you also need to uh, make them uh, sure that, or almost sure, uh, that uh, what they do at big sacrifice for themselves could be uh, useful. And so I think it is a mix of individual and collective incentives that needs to be given. Uh, uh, you need to protect the individual, but also uh, to create uh, um, civil society organizations, and there are uh, several that can collect this alternative uh, knowledge on uh, crimes. Uh, and of course, the signals that we get uh, are not uh, all in this direction. So what uh, I can say, I can call the big disillusions in Italy was um, uh, after the scandals in 1992 emerged, the clean end investigations, there was a hope uh, that the judges will, would be able to clean really up the system. Uh, but what became visible was that uh, the um, power of the corrupt politicians uh, is resilient. Uh, the, the power, I would say, of the corrupt system, because it is not only the politicians, it's also uh, the private business, mm -hmm. the firms that are involved with them, uh, and so on. So that's uh, um, the independence of uh, the judiciary is uh, fundamental. But what we have to be aware of is also that some entering into a political uh, delicate uh, uh, exchanges uh, by discovering corruptions, the judiciary sometimes uh, become um, challenged, become politicized. And uh, many of the attacks against the judiciary in Italy came not only from the corrupt politicians themselves, but from the political system in general. And it's uh, delegitimized uh, uh, to a certain extent the judiciary. So what I want to uh, um, address is also the fact that the judiciary alone uh, uh, can be sufficient. So what we saw in Italy was an independent judiciary uh, that very courageously and very effectively uh, pursued corruption, uh, but uh, a revolutions by the judges. 
was called uh, uh, that time cannot uh, by itself uh, reform a political system because then you also need resources from inside the system uh, in order not to give the impression that it is a fight, an internal fight between uh, the power of the judiciary and the power uh, of uh, the uh, politicians. So judiciary is important, but uh, not sufficient. We need uh, different type of processes intersecting with each other. Final question for you before we get to our quick fire section. If I were an up and coming politician, and let's just say I'm in Italy, I'm Italian because that is also uh, your, your area of particular expertise and, and you're Italian. What advice would you give me on how to stay clean? Well, I think that for several of us staying clean, um, it's not so difficult because uh, uh, when we don't have uh, uh, resources uh, that corrupt politicians are interested in, mm. um, we uh, are to a certain uh, extent not put in temptation, I would say. Okay. But on the other hand, it is true that uh, as um, teachers, as journalists, uh, as citizens, uh, we are all, uh, also often uh, in front of um, dilemmas about corruption, for instance, uh, uh, we um, know that it is important that there is uh, also uh, an acknowledgement of uh, the need to fight corruption also from below, also from the side of the citizens. And that's uh, uh, what we do is important uh, in, in order to spread also uh, uh, the knowledge about the corrupt exchange, spreading the knowledge that corruption uh, is not something uh, uh, as it was thought in the past, that is just uh, an instrument uh, of modernization and then we go away, that corruption is not a crime without victims, that we are all uh, victims. So I think that uh, um, civil courage is also needed the normal citizens. The challenge is that often uh, the informations that we are able uh, to uh, mobilize are insufficient uh, for fighting corruption itself. So for instance, to you personally, as a journalist, uh, I would say, but I'm sure you know this already, what I found extremely useful uh, in the functions of the press has been this um, capacity to build international network of uh, investigative uh, journalists that could collaborate uh, in discovering uh, mm. a network of power, like uh, with the Panama Papers, for instance, that in some cases were directly connected with corruptions, in other cases, maybe not directly, but for sure indirectly very important for the spreading uh, of corruptions. And uh, uh, going from this to general uh, type of uh, advice, uh, I think important is to acknowledge that fighting corruptions need collective uh, actions. So that it is not sufficient uh, uh, to take it as an individual uh, duty, but it is also important to develop structures that uh, 
could face this uh, very powerful octopus that we saw yeah. quite widespread also in countries that we assumed to be quite clean about Iceland uh, in 2008, where Iceland was at the top of the transparent countries and with the financial crisis, uh, what was discovered was that in reality, there was a very strong, uh, powerful uh, um, nets of power composed of uh, political parties, banks, and firms. And, uh, uh, and I think these all uh, need collective type of responses. Donatella, this has been a fascinating uh, conversation. I have some final quick-fire questions that we ask all our guests. And I ask you for in one... <laughs> it's okay. It's not going to hurt. Uh, uh, in, in one word or in one sentence to try to answer these questions. So what is one personality trait that a good leader should benefit from having? Well, talking about corruption, I'm sure that honesty is important. Yeah. But I would say it is also the capacity to listen to uh, others. And because, as I mentioned, corruption is not just a technical issue that can be solved uh, uh, through the institutions. You need also to involve the citizens. And for this, you need to listen to the knowledge of the citizens, sensitizing them. Second one, what is the biggest challenge humanity faces today in your area and in your opinion? Uh, I think a main challenge is inequalities. Uh, growing inequalities affects also corruption uh, because it is in a situation in which you have uh, the super rich that are uh, um, all uh, very powerful, uh, that give the impression that uh, they um, dominate. Uh, not only the political, uh, but also the economic system, uh, that's, uh, I think, um, uh, corruption can spread. So inequality means less rights. Mm. Corruption uh, uh, develops when individuals do not have rights and they have to look for protectors. And uh, uh, this is why I think inequality is, uh, in, in a time of... Uh, intertwined uh, uh, crisis, uh, financial health crisis, uh, the climate crisis, uh, uh, inequality is the main issues. Very well. Two more quick answers. If you could change one thing in the world today, what would you choose? Uh, reduce inequalities, I would say. Uh, because I think that uh, um, most issues are uh, connected uh, with this and uh, uh, the um, ethical dimensions that favored corruptions uh, is uh, uh, related with uh, the uh, increasing uh, uh, impressions that uh, uh, people uh, uh, as individuals do not have rights, that we have to follow the law of the market. I think we have to go back to more, uh, um, to states that are more capable also to uh, intervene uh, in favor of the citizens. And the last one, what is the most important learning of your, of your life? That's uh, difficult. <laughs> I would say um, that's uh, one important learning also about corruption is that uh, it is 
knowledge is extremely important to fight corruption and to fight for a better societies. But that this knowledge is not just the academic knowledge that we need uh, to create the spaces in which the knowledge of the academics, the knowledge of the judges, the knowledge of the journalists, the, but also the knowledge of the civil society fighting against corruptions, the knowledge of the citizens that face unjust uh, institutions has to be put together. This, this I think, is um, one of the learning. Donatelle, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your insight, your experience, uh, your expertise, and you definitely help explain why the topic of corruption is, is not that simple. All the best. Thank you, Pedro. It was nice to talk to you. And that concludes another episode of It's Not That Simple, another fascinating conversation with a world-renowned expert. We'll see you again very soon. It's Not That Simple is a podcast from Francisco Manuel dos Santos Foundation. Tune in every month at ffms.pt or subscribe on the usual platforms. <laughs>